Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> It's, it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. The phone number 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. If you would like to listen live on the World Wide Web, you can do that as well. You can get it on the stream. The stream is available wherever. Uh, well, you get your internets there at 1029ESPN.com. It's available all the time, and it is there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Let's take a look at what we got in the show today. Uh, we are going to get into a little bit of stuff from Montana State, the football team, uh, Bobby Daly. We joined a Zoom press conference about a, a yesterday, I guess it was. We have a bunch of sound from him talking about last year, talking about getting ahead, talking about Trey Lance, and even talking about the last dance. 
Speaking of the last dance, we got a special guest today coming in, top of the hour. Excited about this, Sean Rainey, our good friend Sean Rainey from SWX Television, ABC Fox Montana, is going to be here in studio with us. This is going to be a lot of fun, have him in studio here uh, talking about the last dance. He's wanted to have his shot at this for a little while now, so we'll bring him in here and do that. We also, Coulter and I, going to have a little talk about division winners in the NFL. You know, we've talked, we, we went through and we did who's going to be better, who's going to be worse, that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, who's going to be, who are the teams that matter? Who are the teams that are going to be winning? We pick division winners. We do that uh, throughout the entire NFL. And we'll just spend more time discussing the ones we disagree with, if there are any. I imagine there's going to be a couple that we will have disagreements on. We also going to talk a little bit of baseball today. The Missoula Mavericks and the Helena Senators are playing an actual live baseball game in the state capitol this evening, scheduled for 7 o'clock. Uh, this is I, I don't know of another sporting event that is happening in the state of not not just in the state of Montana other than baseball uh, in general but but uh, in the country than this one right here so I think we need to talk about that one a little bit spend a little bit of time as well and yes how about this if Michael Jordan can do it then Tom Brady's got to do it the man in the arena Tom Brady announced today a nine part documentary series uh, I guess it's going to document each of Tom Brady's nine runs to the nine Super Bowls that he went to obviously six wins and three defeats but uh, that is coming out next year i have some questions for coulter about that various thing so we'll get into it coulter how you doing over there you all right <laughs> it's funny because i've had allergies my whole life but then i didn't really have allergies the last couple of years i lived in bozeman and when i moved back to missoula i didn't have them really bad but there's something new i think going on some sort of new... i think there is something new going on yes well but i mean there's some sort of new flora in the environment or something because my allergies have been horrific. That actually reminds me. I took my first allergy pill yesterday. I take mm. the daily ones, and I haven't taken it yet today. So if it gets the better of me, yeah, you'll understand why I mute myself and run away. The funny thing well, is... Well, that's why I was a couple seconds late because I had to do uh, my sneezing outside. There's a hundred different reasons why a guy might cough. Why you might sneeze, why you might, you know, you know, his eyes might water, something like that. But now, now you sit here and you go, everybody that does it, you just go, back up, bro. Hey, back up. <laughs> Keep your distance. Keep that thing away from me. It's like, I know. no, man, and it's you're like, May. You're this like, is what it is. You're like profusely apologizing. I know. Like, what my, you know, you've golfed with me. I get a little bit. My my allergies are not sneezing as much as they get a little tightness in my chest, a little asthma. Yeah. And you've golfed with me. Sometimes it's like I got a little dry cough, just kind of like a once-off dry cough. But I was playing by myself out at Canyon River the other day, and I, I was having it happen a little bit. And finally, I decided to tell like the the guys I got a pair with the bike. I swear, <laughs> I swear, I'm not sick in any form. I am healthy as a horse right now. I just have bad allergies. That's right. Because everybody's just looking at you like you're you're. You're patient zero. Yeah, that's right. That's right. How could you be out here doing this to us? All right. Well, we got a lot to get to today, so let's get started. Uh, Coulter, first of all, I want to. Well, I know we're going to oh, get. Go the, I want. I know we're going to get in the Tom Brady um, Man in the Arena documentary, but yeah, have you seen the the previous the Lance Armstrong one? Well, yeah, I have seen it. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, I'm so interested to see what angle they take. Like, is it the straightforward Lance Armstrong story, or is this glorifying Lance, or is this tearing Lance down? I don't know. Lance Armstrong is a subject in the documentary, so he's involved. Sure. I just don't know which way they're going to go with this, because I think they could have a lot of blowback if they go the glorify Lance Armstrong route. Well, I, I mean, how would you? Like, what would be the... First of all, I mean, the ideal 
I, we understand that anytime you're going to tell a story, you have to make a bunch of decisions about what goes in and what goes out and so on. But there is a certain sort of, I don't know, uh, storytelling integrity that goes into just trying to tell the story for 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 the the best you can in in terms of highlighting these are the, this is the circumstances this is what took place and this is the story as told through the eyes of the people who are participating in it and so on now of course we know that there's plenty of documentaries that have you know ideologies that they want to promote or they have you know ends that they're trying to get to to get you to and so on and so on but something like this i mean Let's put it like this: the 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 vast majority of anybody who's going to be consuming this, of watching the the Lance Armstrong thing, is going to be in the anti-Lance camp, I would think. So, I don't know how much tearing down you really have to do. Everybody knows like what the story is. Everybody knows how he conducted himself, and I don't think people are going to respond particularly well to him. And I don't know that he's going to sit there and try and defend himself. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he will. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to go back. But until you watch it, I don't really have a. I guess I don't have a big feeling on that. One of my good buddies is a huge, huge, huge cycling fan. Mm-hmm. He he like writes a weekly newsletter during the Tour de France. They play fantasy Tour de France. Him and his buddy, him and some of his college buddies do. So we've talked about this a lot. And a lot of the guys that were in the Miller Report during baseball, the guys that were either insinuated, speculated, or proven to have done steroids, yeah, those guys got roasted. But then there was a lot of other guys that never, there was never really any true proof, but then it was kind of just assumed that they were on steroids. And then there's the group of like the Golden Boys, the Ken Griffey Juniors and Derek Jeters and Chipper Jones of the Cal Ripken of the world, who were Hall of Fame players, who I think by and large the public consensus is never did steroids, right? Yeah. But there is that assumption. There's that group where there, of guys where you're like, well, you never were in the report and you didn't really have to go in front of Congress, but we kind of just know. It doesn't exist in cycling, right? In cycling, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. Lance Armstrong, That's that was my buddy's whole argument was what Lance Armstrong accomplished is still unbelievably impressive because everybody was taking some form of performance-enhancing drugs. But, but again... I don't think he gets hammered over doing the performance-enhancing drugs. It's because of the lying and, uh, it's, and it's, the backhanded. It's, it's just the, the, de- snaky, the deceit absolutely. and like the deceit of how he did it, and and a certain belief that not even a belief. The 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 was it was it Lance Strong or Armstrong Armstrong? What what, what, what was it? The 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 Livestrong. Livestrong. That's he right. was yeah, exploiting. He was exploiting people's sympathy for his cancer. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, whether he was exploiting it or not, like he created and and mutually then rode a huge wave in a major thing. And by the way, I think the Livestrong campaign accomplished a lot of good. Like that. That uh, in and of itself, within the realm of what it did, the money it raised, hopefully the progress that was made within. The, but then to have the guy who was this this figure, this superhero type of figure, turn out to be the opposite of that in, in almost every way, which also then killed the whole thing. I mean, it just killed the whole movement uh, for better or worse, for right or wrong, I guess I should say, certainly for worse, but for right or wrong, I don't know. But but that is the stuff where people just, I think, are, are recoil at Lance Armstrong. You know, the, the absolute unflinching, unblinking, blatant lying to your face that he did right. over and over and, and the over un- the again. unapologetic way he carried himself afterwards yeah. as well. Yeah. So so that that that's all the stuff. The 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 idea that the playing field was actually still equal, I 
I kind of buy it. You know, I really do. But that doesn't change to me my perception of him on this. Sure. I mean, anybody out there that likes documentaries, watch the documentary Icarus. Mm. It's one of the craziest documentaries you've ever watched. Phenomenal. As good as it gets. Imagine being that filmmaker. Yeah. The guy just wants to do like a social experiment on himself to see how doping works. And all of a sudden, he has this completely open book exclusive with the number one doping doctor in the history mm-hmm. of the world. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. It's it's wild. It's totally wild. It's such a good watch. Yeah, it's great. Uh, okay. Coulter, Bobby Daly is the uh, linebackers coach at Montana State. He's yep. obviously an All-American player, phenomenal player great for the player. Bodcats. Yep. And and uh, and once again, this has been something like the, uh, the former cat great Coming back, homecoming on the coaching staff deal uh, that that uh, that has been kind of put together by Jeff Choate uh, over there for the Bobcats. But he did a a Zoom meeting the other day, covering all the things that all the coaches seem to be covering. You know what's going on, how's it going, how you dealing with this, how you dealing with that. But also just some perspectives on some different things. So I thought uh, we we got some sound from this that we'll play for people that we can react to a little bit. And just wanted to start with coming out of last season again. An, an outstanding season by any measure, certainly to go to yep. a, a, a national semifinal and yet lose and lose handily again to the same team, the national champion, and maybe on the outside you go, you know, people around the nation, the FCS, well go, you know, hey, man, you and everybody else, not that big a deal. But I think it, I, I think that Montana State took a little more personal than that given the fact that this was that that was the motivation from a year before to not allow this to right. happen again in this way, and more or less it did. No e- doubt. Even though they got to a great high water mark, and so. But I also think that it's like you said, everybody's losing to NDSU. Most teams lose to NDSU in pretty much the same fashion because NDSU is just a machine. Mm-hmm. But I do think for, for the personality of Jeff Choate as well as the identity he wants his program to represent, I think it's especially hard for the Cats because the last three years the Cats have been. I think w- the Cats and Weber State have been the two most physical teams in the Big Sky Conference. Right. They win by punching you in the mouth over and over and over again. They're tougher than everybody. Even when they lose, they're still probably the tougher team, right? And I think it's been very eye-opening for them to go get punched in the face twice in Fargo and straight up not – I mean, Montana State's defense was absolutely lights out for a seven-game stretch heading into NDSU, and then they couldn't do anything against Trey Lance and the Bison offense. Well, and the other thing, too, is – Overlaid with in the quarterfinal, NDSU beats Illinois State nine to three. They do not mm-hmm. score a touchdown, and there's the whispers of is you know is the, right. the vulnerability and and you know Montana State's have they taken the step? What are we going to see? And then it's just not close, just a blowout. And, and, and honest, I, honestly, that Illinois State game really it messed the Bobcats up. It did because they did. they took the Illinois State game plan and they sold out against the run. And this was after getting rushed for 450 yards on mm-hmm. them by NDSU the year before. Well, they shored up the run and actually did pretty darn good against the run. Well, Christian Watson, who's the fastest dude on the planet at the FCS level, I mean he was a and Trey Lance. I mean he was a state he was a state placer in the hundred meters in Florida. Yeah. Coming to NDSU. And then Trey Lance, who's who we'll get to, we'll get into him yeah. in this segment. Yeah. They hit him over the top twice and that put the Bobcats on their heels. And that's the one flaw in the system that Montana State plays is that they really have a hard time playing from behind because they're such a run heavy system. But uh, I, I do think that it's uh it's big-time motivation for them coming into this year because I think that although they did have a landmark year, the best year in 35 years in their program, they know that they're still – I mean, 
They lost 49-14. They lost 42-14. They only were one touchdown better against the exact same team just yeah. one round later in the playoffs. So I think that's the motivation for this team coming into this year. Well, uh, Coach Daly was asked about about that very thing, about motivation coming out of last season, both the good of how far that they, they got and what a great season Montana State had, and then obviously coming off of still nonetheless a disappointing loss to, to, to finish it off. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, the, the success from last year, uh, I think – what it did more than anything is just let our guys know how close we are. You know, I think, uh, you know, obviously we were one game away from the national championship. Um, and, uh, I think we realized as a team, um, how close we actually came to, to being on top of the pedestal, you know, and it wasn't something that sat well with any of us after we lost that game in Fargo. It wasn't kind of take a depth, a breath and hey that was pretty awesome it was we were upset you know we were legitimately um feeling like we could have played better on that day um and obviously we didn't so our next opportunity is going to be this fall hopefully and the idea is to continue to improve you know we're the number four team in the nation coming out of last season and we want to build upon that so the next step is to be in that title game and, and to win that game so that's where our sights are set. Uh, we're not shying away from that conversation. Uh, it's something that's coming up every day, um, and it's something that we're talking about. We're getting it in each other's minds, so when it gets time to uh, get into the playoffs and make that run, you know, it's something that we've been focusing on all offseason. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. The way that the playoff bracket falls too, this is one thing I've thought for a long time. It's presumed that the round you make it to, okay, you're in that group, right? You make it to the, the quarterfinals, okay, you're in the top eight teams in the country. But I think sometimes, depending on where you, you lined up in the bracket, you Montana State, for example, in 2011 and 2012, coming off back-to-back Big Sky Championships, they had Denarius McGee, Cody Kirk, great teams. They had to play Sam Houston State in the quarters two years in a row. So therefore, then they finished seventh or eighth in the polls, but I thought Montana State was a top four team. They just had to play the number two team around before they right. reached the round of four. You know what I'm saying? Sure. It's just like if the Cats would have beat North Dakota last year instead of losing 12 to 10, they would have shared the Big Sky title and they probably would have got the three seed instead of the five seed. Well, the three seed means then you're playing James Madison in the semis. No easy task, but it's not Fargo. And then all of a sudden you get one step farther. You know, say they beat James Madison. Now you're in the, the final two. And even if you do get routed by North Dakota State, you're one step farther. I, I, I've always thought that part maybe is an undertold part of, of it because well, sometimes you might play the, the premier team earlier. It, it is interesting right now with the way the FCS is and has been for the last number of years, but the the way that the uh, uh, bracket shapes up is just about where is North Dakota State and when would we play them, whoever we is, whatever team it is, is a nationwide reality. And you know that that's the one where you're going to have to some way or another figure it out. And so far, basically, nobody has. No, no, nobody the, has. Well, the national championship game uh, three years ago, right? right. Where, but but 
Other than that, you're right. Nobody has. And then James Madison that, is the other one in that in there as a clear second, but they're also where you go, okay, well, what's JMU up to? Well, and also the craziest dynamic is that you actually have a better chance of beating North Dakota State in the national championship than you do in the semis because in the semis, everybody that's in their fan base knows that's the last game of the year in Fargo. At home, yeah. I mean, they haven't lost a home playoff game since this thing started. That's why they've gone to the national championship. They sit in Fargo until they go to Fargo South, which is in Frisco. Just pound away. Yeah, it's true. Uh, And also, I mean, there's, at the end of the day, like, Somebody's got to do it, and some you have to have a mentality. I mean, they have created a, a juggernaut that that forces, I think, at some level, everybody to take a look at the bracket and see, okay, where are we to in this week, and where are we in relationship to a potential matchup with the Bison? Congratulations to them for creating that narrative going around, and also it's going to take some teams that go. We don't really care. I mean, I think Bobby Houck has taken about his best approach that you can to something like that and go, we wish we were on the same. We're, we we hate the fact that we aren't on the same side as them. Right. We want them. You know what I mean? And and I think that there's a lot of coaches who have maybe shied away from that. But at some point, I think you just go, yeah, let's let's go. Let's let's go prove it. And and by the way, I mean, there's been moments, right? Eastern Washington with Cooper Cup was a, was an overtime in the Fargo Dome, right? To to move on, and it didn't happen. So, you know, the, it the, there's moments, and I mean, shoot, Illinois State last year, who was not the team that everybody was sitting here going, oh, that's the team that can right. probably go do this. Right. They came very very close, you know. Well, and that's the interesting comparing, or, and con- sort of close. Th- that's anyway. the interesting comparing and contrasting of this as well, though, is that. Last year, Montana State was undoubtedly better than Montana, proven by the head-to-head that they played in Bozeman. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're a better matchup for NDSU. That's right. I think last year's Grizz team actually had a better chance against NDSU because they weren't built. I mean, Montana State's built like NDSU, but mm-hmm. they but they don't have Trey Lance and Christian Watson and three NFL offensive linemen. They have very good players, but then some other weak spots where the NDSU doesn't. I would just love to see. Like last year, Dalton Sneed, Samari Torre, Sammy Kim. If those guys, if that team was healthy, going to Fargo, yeah. it, it would have been an interesting draw. Would have been a lot of fun. I Absolutely. just think the way to beat NDSU is not to try to beat them at their own game. That's why it was so unfortunate that those Eastern Washington teams fell short in the semis multiple years in a row, because they, with Gage Gubert and Cooper Cup, Kendrick Bourne, Shaq Hill, those teams could have actually matched up better with yeah. NDSU. Uh, you asked a great question, I thought, to Bobby Daly, by the way. Two Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Just regarding NCAA regulations, normally the, the regulations that the NCAA has are uniform and absolute. And so everybody is doing the same thing. Everybody has the same X amount of practices, the same X amount of time that they can spend with players and all of that for equity. And that makes sense. It's the way it should be. Right now, though, the NCAA is sort of necessarily relinquishing some autonomy, in fact, a fair amount, to schools, to institutions, to programs, and I'm sure there's an overarching, hey, you can't surpass this number of practices or practice hours together, but there's a lot of places that can't do anything right now by by statewide ordinance, by city ordinance, by university ordinance, whatever it might be, and then the state of Montana, you can. So the question is, are you... Is this an opportunity, perhaps, for Montana State, and certainly for Montana as well, but Bobby Daly is the subject of the question, to get a leg up in relation to maybe some of the competition elsewhere? Here's what he said. Yeah, that, that's the biggest thing that we've been preaching to our guys is, hey, you look at this as an opportunity, man. There's there's a lot of guys that aren't as fortunate enough to be in a place like Montana who has wide open spaces, you know. So 
you can get outside, you can run, you can find ways to get in front of a, a squat rack or whatever. You can find ways to get better during this time. And not everybody's going to have that ability. So, um, you know, we're going to find out who our self-motivated individuals are. As soon as we get these guys back, it's going to be very clear because we've been gone two, three months, who's been doing stuff and who hasn't, you know? So that, that's the biggest thing that we've been letting guys know. Like, look, there's going to come a time where we get you back. Don't be the guy who's out of shape and is going to take two, three months to get back to where he was. Let's have guys who either maintained or built upon where they're at when this thing happened. Uh, so we can take a positive step and, and maybe get a step on the competition. Chote's talked a lot during these last couple of months about how more importantly than X's and O's or a quarterback battle or, you know, where are you going to play Troy Anderson? It's about just the culture of your team. Do you feel like this is a true test of that culture? And do you feel like you guys have prepared yourselves uh, to, to mitigate this and, and it, it, it is, it will be strong coming out on the other end. I, I truly believe it will, man. I mean, we are uh, coach Choate says it all the time. This is a player run program, you know? So uh, what that means to us is, you know, you got to take some ownership as a player. You got to be a leader as a player. And ideally, you know, with that good leadership from our core players and from our coaching staff, you know, we've got everybody working towards the right direction. I don't, feel like there's anybody taking this uh this time lightly and taking this time off as a time of relaxation or vacation so there you go player run is a player run program and what that means now is probably the best case scenario if it's real if it's true and it seems like there you know there's good leadership both at at the university of montana and at montana state in that respect i think choate said that there was uh a little over 50 guys that are still in bozeman that's one advantage i think the montana schools have University of Montana included as well, when when about half or even a little bit more than half of your roster comes from in-state, very few schools have that situation. Mm-hmm. As we know, we're moving to phase two in June on June 1, so the, the 14-day quarantine for out-of-state student-athletes is not going to be required anymore. But that was going to be something. I mean, you think about North Dakota State. All their guys are from out-of-state. So are they? did they stay in Fargo? Who knows? But if they're coming back, even if it's just from right over the border in Minneapolis or Minnesota – they would have had to quarantine or they couldn't be together. Regardless, I just think that Montana, Montana State probably have a higher percentage of their rosters here than in the town that their school is in. So then that then is caters to at least holding each other accountable, not necessarily working out in a big group of 50, but saying, hey, did you get your hike in today? Did you do push-ups today? Whatever it might be. When you're just in closer proximity, it seems like you can hold each other more accountable. Right. Uh, the other question you asked him is about the aforementioned Trey Lance, quarterback at uh, North Dakota State, a true freshman. And you asked him, point Blake, is this the best foot, football player or quarterback? Quarterback. Well, best because quarterback so, you've ever seen. so anybody that follows Bruce Feldman, Feldman, for, for guys like me who love just reading about freak athletes, Feldman always tries to track down the biggest freaks in college football. He has his list of the biggest freaks in college football. He went and spent some time with Trey Lance before the pandemic hit. And his article was eye-opening. He basically said that for a guy who's a teenager still, I really haven't seen a pro prospect like this in quite some time, particularly at the FCS level. Feldman says he thinks that Trey Lance will be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. High praise. But imagine that. Yeah. Like North Dakota State, if they produce the number two pick and a number one pick in the span of a five years, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Well, here's what Bobby Daly had to say about perhaps Trey Lance being the best he's seen. Oh, man, he's definitely the best true freshman quarterback. Best true freshman, right? Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. You know, um, 
you know, I kind of spoke to how good they ran the ball last year and how we were going to make him throw it. But, you know, the kid didn't even throw an interception last year. That's uh, very, very impressive. So uh, I don't want you to think that we didn't think he could throw the ball. We knew he could do that. We were just trying to mitigate what we felt they did best. And uh, Trey Lance is going to be a very good quarterback at this level. And there's no doubt in my mind, you know, um, I, I heard the comparisons when you're going out there, like, is he as good as Carson Wentz? A lot of people think he is, you know, so you saw how high Carson Wentz went, um, you know, I think athletically and he's got the tools, you know, whether he's got it between the ears or not, only time will tell, but he certainly has the tools to be one of the very good players that this level's ever seen. No question. It'll be, it will be interesting to see his development and also, you wonder if he stays. One thing that North Dakota State has done very well, with, and there's been a couple of exceptions, but they have not had very many people transfer out of that program. No. And it's, you know. And that's why they're so old all yep, the time. You're there, and you're there for the whole five years, usually five, sometimes four, and you go and you win your national championships, and you play more games than anybody else in the country, and that's just what you do. Uh, at some point, there is going to come, it seems to me, uh, uh, a moment in time where when Ohio State or Alabama or Clemson says, hey, Trey, right, come on down. But but that, that you're going to be hard-pressed to, 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 to say no to that. But if you, do, if you know you can be the number one overall pick without transferring and all you're going to do is win, get more reps than anybody. Yeah. But think about how many reps he's going to have taken by the time he's a senior. The... If he doesn't get hurt, the, the the draw for me in in a situation like that would would be the experience. Like if you already anticipate, forget number one overall, that you're going to be a top. Let's say you're going to be the the top quarterback taken. The sure. expectation is that. Well, that that implies top five, right? Right, totally. At, at least. So that's fine. So it's not even to improve your draft stock. Maybe you're a little wary that maybe your draft stock could drop if you go and you don't perform as well for whatever reason. A lot of times it's not on the kids. A lot of times it's situational. It's, sure. it's programmatic. But what I am saying is NDSU, great. Okay? It ain't it ain't Death Valley. It ain't Clemson. Right. It ain't, you know, sure. Florida, whatever it might be. And the, the experience of that this is your window to have it, right? It's like LeBron James. I mean, he's going to have one of the greatest, obviously, careers that we've ever seen. He never experienced an NCAA tournament. You sure. know, he never got to play in a big dance. And and that is a memory, a lifelong memory, that he just simply doesn't have. Now, he's got a lot of pretty great memories, it seems to me, aside from that. But if you go, you know what, I just, it's not about, "Quote unquote," getting better, though certainly that, but or raising the profile or something. But I just want to see what a hundred thousand people in a stadium is like six times a year. You know, then then maybe that's the the thing that 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 gets guys to do it. Well, the the other thing worth remembering is that he did redshirt, mm. so that means he can actually go to the NFL after this year. Yeah, it'd be three years removed from high school, right? Yeah, and yeah, I, I don't to think my that's knowledge, to, you don't. No, I do. No. I I think that once he get I mean, Feldman started the ball rolling. The kid's got national. First hype of all, now. Did, did he redshirt? He redshirted. I thought he was a true freshman. No, he redshirted. Bobby okay. Bobby mis- misspoke okay. there. Yeah, no, he he redshirted. He he redshirted all fifteen games, two thousand eighteen. Okay. 
I, I don't know, man. I, I it wouldn't surprise me at all if he came out after this year. It would it would surprise me. Uh, it's two tell Nuanas, one or two nine ESPN Radio. Speaking of the NFL, I've picked my division winners going into this season. Coulter's picked his. We have not revealed them to each other. We'll reveal them to each other and to all of you, and then we will argue, and then I will win. That's the way these things work right after this. Hey, by the way, the last few weeks, maybe a month or so, have felt like stepping in a huge pile of poo. Well, thanks to Montana Pooper Scoopers, at least you can avoid the actual poo in your yard with their weekly dog pick waste removal. None of us want to deal with the dog waste in the backyard. That is a fact. Visit Montana Pooper Scoopers to find out how you can get set up for weekly waste removal or even just a one-time pickup. Service Missoula and Lolo, okay? Montana Pooper Scoopers take care of the job that no one in the family wants to do. Online, MontanaPooperScoopers.com. And right now, mention this ad. You'll get $25 off their initial service. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right. Golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top of mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Yeah, and you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a thousand of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they're talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. Where I used to sit and talk with you, we were both 16 and it felt so right, sleeping all day, staying up all night. Top of the hour, Sean Rainey. SWX Montana, ABC Fox going to be in here talking the last dance. He has a number of things that he wants to get to. I realize it's been over a couple days now, but Sean wanted to get his shot at me. You know what? I respect that. So we're going to give that to him. Maybe cover a couple other things with our buddy on the TV side of things. Well, shoot, we're on the TV side of things too, are we not? Felt like it was a bit of a hat day today, so I did, you know, I did, I don't usually wear the cap, but I still haven't gotten my hair cut, so I got to go in, I got to get that little task done. I, I, I like getting my hair cut, sort of, but I just, I never find really the time to like, to, I don't make the time to do it, you know what I mean? Right. Too busy watching Maction on replay. Absolutely. No, 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 be honest, okay? Yeah. Would you rather get your haircut, which is... I would rather get my haircut than do anything. The single most relaxing thing I have in my life is going and seeing my guy, Zach, down at Compass Barbershop. We owe him a couple mentions anyway, so we'll just talk him up for a second. I I mean, mean, honestly, first of all, Zach is a really quiet guy. I love that about him. 
We talked. We talked for. We talked for the first five minutes of the haircut, and yeah. then I just basically meditate for forty-five minutes. You get the neck shaved. You get the hot towel on the face. He leans you back in the chair. You get the massage. It's glorious. I mean, th- I'm not saying there aren't Uh-oh. maybe some nice things Uh-oh. about it, but Uh-oh. I just think it's just a little bit too much. Uh, we welcome into the studio uh, without warning. Our steam producer, Tommy Evans. Tommy, this is either a disaster or, or it's fine. What's going on? I just want to side with Coulter. Compass is the coolest place. And also, getting your hair done at Compass is the most relaxing thing so relaxing. in the world. They, right. they play the trail. All they, the time. They love Tommy. They have You would love it because they have this extensive library. I They do. I, they have and, all sorts of books. Like It's crazy how many books. You would love the books. Let me tell you something, okay, for the two of you. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. All right. If I ever... Don't get my haircut by the person to whom I'm married. It is going to go bad for me. Give, no, okay. you're, you're framing it wrong. No, no, no. You give Tina a night off of is the, the haircut. I, I just, I think that there may be a little bit of a feeling of like, wait, what's going on here? Do the, you not like the surf? And by the way, I'm not saying it's not relaxing. It certainly is. You yeah. both look great. I mean, my goodness, a couple of just Greek gods sitting here looking back at me. But if you're asking me if I want to get my hair cut or watch Dagnab football, it ain't close. It ain't close. This is why he'll never be as cool as you. Oh, Hunter. for crying out First loud. First of all, and second off, Zach Smalls and the crew at Compass, badass people, there you badass go. place there to you go. go. I... Sign off on that as well. Have a good show. Thank you, Tommy. It's <laughs> the greatest radio mention anybody's ever got I mean, in the history of the show. Let's talk. Let's talk about the NFL. Let's do it, Coulter. I got my list of NFL winners by the division. The teams that I think are going to win the division. You got your list over there. Nobody else has the list, by the way. We haven't even given them to each other. So I don't know what your answers are going to be to Neither this quiz. I. Oh, for crying out loud. Great work. I mean, I got it. Let's, I got it in my head. Let's start in the AFC East. Okay. Who you got? I got the New England Patriots. I got the New England Patriots as well. We go to the AFC North. I, the thing is, even if the Patriots had a quote-unquote down year by their standards... They're still going to win 11 games. I don't think anybody else in the division has the ability to win 11 games unless the Bills put it together big time, but I just I still don't think they're quite there. I love Buffalo, and I think that Buffalo has a very real chance to do it, but if you're telling me to pick a division winner, just that's it, that's all, I'm picking New England. Here's the thing, too. The, the way that the, the personnel dis- dissipated so much on the offensive side of the ball for the Patriots last year, and then there was also this perceived, we'll see if it's real, that Tom Brady took a, a serious step back to that all overshadowed the part of the equation best where defense. they had the best defense yes. in the league. Well, sir, yeah. through 13 games, they were putting up historic numbers and then it kind of went away because they couldn't control the ball on offense either, That's right. but they still have elite personnel on defense. AFC North, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Cleveland. The only answer to this question is Baltimore. It the is. only question that could that you could even come up with is that Ben Roethlisberger is returning to Pittsburgh. But Baltimore is the best team. The revelation that was Lamar Jackson last year. So you and I are both having the Ravens, and I don't think that any other sane person is picking any other team than them in that division. Yeah, I Here's, mean, they, they, uh, they do have a couple holes that maybe people aren't talking about. I do think that when when the when the unquestioned leader of your team isn't there anymore and or retires in the case of Marshall Yonda, that's a huge thing. Did you see Marshall Yonda's pictures? 
He's lost a bunch of weight it's already, like right? 240. He says, I haven't been 240 since I was a sophomore in high school. How about that? Pretty, pretty good for Marshall Yon to look at. Well, I mean, are, you, are you surprised by that? I mean, he's one of, one of the most intense individuals that's ever played the game. No, I... I, I, I mean, he's absolutely a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Oh, yeah. Marshall Yonda's... I mean, he's the greatest guard of our generation, good, good right? Guess. All right, AFC South, Coulter. This, to me, is the the most intriguing of the AFC div- divisions within the context of this conversation. It is, because none of the teams are great. Houston won it last year. Yeah. Uh, they ain't winning it this year. Tennessee ended up going to the AFC championship game. They did. A lot of people like Indianapolis. Phillip Rivers going over there. I think the one team that nobody is seemingly thinks has much of a shot is Jacksonville, but even they have, to me, a puncher's chance. Uh, but anyway, I got my team. Who you got? I know who you're picking. Uh, the Colts. You are picking the Colts. I don't think it's a dumb pick by any stretch. I think they got to. I, I would pick the Colts second. I'm taking Tennessee. Hmm. The reason I'm Tannehill. Ta- the reason I'm taking Tennessee is for a couple of reasons. Um, we know about the Colts' offensive line, but if there's a, an offensive line that can compete with Indianapolis, it's Tennessee. But can they? Because they lost Jack Conklin, who was one of their best players. Yes, they can. But they still have Taylor Luan. But they're not, I'm not saying they're as good as, in, I think Indy's got a top, what, three, certainly a top five unit in football uh, on their offensive line. So that that is big time. Um, but the here's here's the issue. You ready? You ready for the hot take, Coulter? Can't wait. Ryan Tannehill's a better quarterback than Phillip Rivers is, period. Like, And I don't think it's all that close. Man. And so that bodes in their favor. They have he doesn't a, have better weapons, though. They, they have the best, you know, well, whatever it is, leader in rushing in a running back. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, the running back by committee deal with a great offensive line, it's all about production at the position, not the individual. So just right. because it's not Derrick Henry doesn't mean they're not going to be able to run the ball. But I just think Tennessee's a better football team all the way around. They're better than they were a year ago. At the time that they made the switch at quarterback to Ryan Tannehill, they, they what did they go, like 7-2 and two or 6-2 and two or something like that mm-hmm. from that point forward and then roll all the way through? I don't think they're going to sit here and be a 12-win team or something like that, but I think 10 wins is probably a good enough to get this division. I like the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I don't know if Tannehill has the right weapons around him, though, because Derrick Henry's obviously a stud, but he's a ticking time bomb. He had... His third 400 carry se- season in the last four years because he had a couple at Alabama and then he had last year's heavy workload. No one can last that. I mean, he he is the most physically formidable, most impressive physical specimen that's ever played the position probably in the NFL. Yeah, but I, I still don't think that he can endure that sort of workload. So they're going to have to loosen it up. They've made some draft picks that just haven't really worked out. I mean, isn't your boy that got didn't he get cut, Corey Davis? Uh, he may have been released. Yeah, I was, I, that's very disappointing. He was. He just never. He, he never, just never could, could really be the figure guy out. that he was. It was. He it was supposed to be. Uh, let's go to the AFC West. Uh, this is the year that it actually all does fall apart for Kansas City. I like Oakland to win the division. Wow. I, no, I'm lying. Come on. <laughs> it's like, of course the Chiefs are going to win the division. Like, what are you talking about? What do you know that I don't know? No, no, no. I mean, the Chiefs, Oakland is going to be better once again. They got sure. another bevy of draft picks, and they're young, and they're, 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 they're coming. But Kansas City is there, and they get, you know, who, who do they get? What running back do they take? The kid from LSU. LSU, right? Okay. Ellis Lair or uh, whatever it is. In any case, a great talk radio, whatever it is. I'm going to Lair. Is it like an, 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 
Taste Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah, that's right. The only thing I can think of when I hear his name is those giant, beautiful pastries. You know? The eclairs. <laughs> oh, man, they're the best. Anyway, uh, they're going to be, again, uh, I think pretty clearly the best team in football, or in in, in, in the AFC West, uh, certainly. I agree. And so uh, we got that. It's 2TEL Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio. Here's the deal. We're up against it. We'll come back. We'll do the NFC on the other side. Also, Sean Rainey, 15 minutes next. Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Radio. Division winners, NFC. Scooch out new on as well as ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. Hi, how are you? Happy Thursday to you. Tomorrow, pumped up. Big show for your Friday. Chicken doesn't know sports. AJ Forbes, new recruit for the Montana Grizzlies on the offensive line. Ryan Divish, Mariners beat writer for the Seattle Times, all on the show tomorrow. Pumped up about that. Who else? What are they? Uh, Associate Athletic Director Dan Davies from Montana State talking about their new facilities renovations. We should just start tomorrow's show as soon as this one ends because we don't have time. That's right. We just don't have the time. It's Tutel Nuanas. Happy to be with all of you at Gus Tutel on Twitter. If you're looking for me, at 1029 ESPN and at Skyline Sports MT for my friend Coulter over here uh, to uh, keep you in the loop up to date on all the things happening. The Big Sky Conference level of sports. Coulter, we picked the AFC of the only... We kind of blazed through the AFC because I thought the only division that was really in in any sort of question was the AFC South, and you and I did differ on that. I took the Titans, you took the, the, the Colts, but the other three... It's interesting, too, because that division is going to... There's always... The, the, the recent trend in the NFL is there always is a division where the winner of the division isn't as good as a team that gets second in their division. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And yep. that's the division in the AFC. And the, here's the, inter- the only other interesting point, I guess, that I'll make on this. And again, we know anything can happen, but if you're asking, you know, if you're talking about predictions and expectations, like the, it's it's a little more clear cut, I think, than that. The AFC East is actually the division after the South that it is it is in the most question of who's going to win it. In my mind, yeah. I mean, I think Baltimore is the clear cut favorite, and and Kansas City also the clear cut favorite in the North I and West, respectively. Let's go to the NFC. I think there are very open questions in the NFC. I agree. Uh, I, there's only actually one division where I have a, a definitive best team or team that I think is going to win the division, and it ain't the a- NFC East. So let's start in the NFC East. I think this is a two-team division, again, between the Eagles and Cowboys. No question. The Cowboys have gotten a ton of run. I understand there's a lot of Packer fans, of which I'm one, that are a little bit disenfranchised with Mike McCarthy, but the step up that, to me, Mike McCarthy is over Jason Garrett, especially with a year off and just a reinvigoration, big time. So I think that is significant, and I think they're a really good football team. I mean, they got personnel all over the place there. So I like the Cowboys, and I think they're going to be good. 
I, I, I still think the Eagles are going to win the division. I like the Philadelphia Eagles to get it done in the East once again. In a in a division, by the way, that re- remember nine and seven won it last year. That ain't going to get it done this year. Uh, you got to win ten, maybe eleven games. But I like the Eagles to have a look at this thing. Carson Wentz has got to get his confidence back. Mm-hmm. He he was he was the MVP of the league probably the mm-hmm. year that they won the Super Bowl, and then he tore his ACL, and he hasn't been the same. Mm-hmm. He still has the talent. It, to me, he's just he's one step away, and it's all between the ears of being elite. He's he has elite talent. He he's not playing at that top ten level like he was though before he got hurt, and that's what they got to have. I think it's a make or break year for the Cowboys. And if Jason Garrett was still the coach, I would just bet the farm that they would just fold under the pressure because uh, you know I'm the biggest Jason Garrett ha- hater that there is besides yeah. Will Kane. <laughs> but. <laughs> And and what's who's the boy who calls into Dan Patrick? I don't know. The Irving Shea from Irving. I don't. I don't he's know. like the Dan Patrick uh, friend of the show. Who's just the this Irving Texas redneck who's pretty just hates. pretty down on J- Jason Garrett. Yeah. Regardless, okay. I think Mike McCarthy's a gigantic upgrade. I think it's a make or break year for them. I think Dak, I think Dak Prescott's playing for not just a contract, a enormous contract. He's going to have to get it done, but I do think that the Cowboys are going to win that division. Let me tell you why I'm also picking the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. First of all, they went and got J- they got everybody named Jalen, but they got Jalen Rager. Is it Rager, I believe, out of TCU, the 21st overall pick. Then they also got Jalen Hurts. Now, I know there was a lot of controversy that sort of got overshadowed because of the Jordan Love pick to Green Bay. Sure. I love this pick for no, Philadelphia, no and you know why? Jalen Hurts... I think is going to play. Oh, he's going to play for and sure. And not playing replacing Carson Wentz, no, no. but playing packages. doing the thing. Do be in be in the other guy yep. in a, in a, in a Doug Peterson system yep. to be very creative. Allah Sean Payton and what what has happened in New Orleans. So yep. I think that that really diversifies a lot of what they're going to be able to do yep. offensively. Maybe take some of the pressure off of Carson Wentz, and and they got they got. A threat, at least, at wide receiver, which they needed. I mean, the, the other thing that, that hasn't, I think, been probably highlighted enough is how few targets Carson Wentz has really had. I mean, if Nelson Aguilar is your best option, I know they've had Alshon Jeffrey or whatever, but like they haven't had the, you know, the the, the bevy of guys uh, to to pick from, or even that dominant threat, that one guy well, who's like Zach to Ertz, take the lid off. Who's probably the second best yeah. tight end in the league, right? Zach Ertz has, has been great, although he was not as great last year uh, with some injuries and stuff like that. But it, I'm not saying that there that there's nobody there, but especially at the specifically wide receiver, mm, mm, not great. And so it got a lot better, presumably, as they use a first round draft pick. So I like the Eagles uh, to win the division. Well, so we it won't about- surprise me. I, 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 it's it's fifty five forty five in my mind. I mean, yeah. the Cowboys, the if they if the Cowboys put it together, they'll be one of the best teams in the league. Well, that's the, the whole thing know? is the te- Cowboys are. I, I, it pains me to say it, but the Cowboys are the, one of the five most talented teams in the entire. They're, they're NFL. loaded. They're loaded up. They are. They yes. got to stay healthy. But if but if they can, they have some of the most. I mean, they have more elite guys at important positions than almost anybody in the entire league. Okay, NFC North. This is the only one that signed, sealed, and delivers. Yeah, it's the Green Bay Packers. It's the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I totally agree. Move on. There's, Vikings are going to suck this year, man. Uh, yep. Yeah, no argument. <laughs> Thanks, Kurt. You know how I know? They suck every year, no, Colter. No, Boom! No, no, Boom! No, 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 no. Here we go. NFC South. Uh, this, this got 
a lot more interesting with the introduction of Tom Brady and maybe Gronk will see mm-hmm. how much is there. But what you think Tampa Bay, I mean, they look they look terrifying offensively. They okay. Do. Atlanta started like one and six or oh and six, ultimately got to seven and nine, not good. This still to me though is the Saints division to win. I still think the Saints are actually the best division, uh, the best team in the entire NFC. And so I got New Orleans winning this. I do think it's like if somebody picked Tampa Bay, I wouldn't sit here and scream at them. So but I got New I, Orleans because I, I agree. I think New Orleans is the best yeah. team. I, I think so. I think Tampa Bay's ceiling is a ten or eleven wins, but I still don't think they win the division. Yeah, I mean, I mean New Orleans is a thirteen or fourteen win team. I think the the. The thing I one of the great things about football is that games during the regular season, because of the way that the postseason works with division te- divisional winners and stuff like that, you know games that are more important than other games, right. not just be, in virtue of being divisional games, but the matchups themselves. And the New Orleans Tampa Bay matchups are critical. Yes, and they are going to be great, great drama uh, this this fall. Uh, last one, NFC West. I'll let you pick the team that you think is going to win. The San Francisco 49ers. I think the San Francisco 49ers are the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I couldn't disagree with that more. Why? Because you're going to sit here and try to make a case for the Seahawks? I am going to make the case for the Seahawks, but certainly within the context of the Super Bowl, it isn't unprecedented that teams that get to the Super Bowl and lose are good the following year, even very good. In fact, it's been a trend this decade. Not forever, but recently there's been several teams, Seahawks included. Or did they win and then lose? They won and teams have won and then lost. But right. you take like the Falcons. Did the Broncos lose and win? The Broncos lost and won a couple years later. Okay. Not right away. They went and rebuilt the defense and came back with a bad Peyton Manning and got it done. Well, the, the it was like, but it was like three years in between. Right. So, well, the Patriots have always been better after losing than not in the Super no. Bowl necessarily, but in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean they haven't gone back to back, but that they also had a win in front of it. All I'm saying is that losers of the Super Bowl traditionally the following year aren't there. Patriots could be a counterexample to that. That's fair enough. The other thing is, I, 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 I don't feel like it's in question in my mind anymore. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is only okay. Like, he's at best okay. Yeah, he's not that, a good quarterback. Right, but they, but they, they added Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State. That's a good pairing with... Debo Samuel, Kendrick Bourne, those guys are going to be mm-hmm. sweet. That's a sweet receiver core. They had the best four-headed monster in the league, maybe the league's seen in the last 20 years at running back in terms of actually truly splitting carries. They traded Matt Breida, okay, but they still have Mostert, Coleman, and then they get Jarek McKinnon back, who's supposed to be the feature back out of all those guys. He's the one that they paid, and then he tore his ACL before last year. So they have multiple weapons. They still got one of the best tight ends. I think that Joe Staley... Retiring, you replace him with Trent Williams. I think Trent Williams is better. Well, I don't. I don't know if he's better. I think that's as good as you could. Po- they're they're close though. It's it's comparable, but they do. I, I, I mean, is Joe Staley a Hall of Famer? Because Trent Williams is a Hall of Famer. Joe Staley is is right there. He's right there. Yeah. Trent Williams. I mean, point is, we're missing it. it they're still they 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 didn't. They didn't I, I just I just think the, the reason that a lot of teams fall off more than the psychological reasons of the Super Bowl hangover are. Just tangible reasons. A lot of times you load up and then you, you can't pay everybody. Mm-hmm. Like the Rams. The Rams couldn't re-sign all those mm-hmm. guys. The Niners didn't lose anybody. They did. DeForest Buckner. They did lose DeForest Buckner. But they d- drafted Jav- Javon Kinlaw. I mean, I don't care who you drafted. You lost DeForest Buckner. So You seen Kinlaw? Have you seen DeForest Buckner? I have, but Kinlaw is one of the most impressive physical specimens that I've seen. I've seen a lot of impressive physical specimens that weren't great football players. 
And until he is that, he ain't that. And we know what DeForest Buckner is, so that is a major downgrade. You it's know, still the best defensive line, probably. Oh, definitely. I mean, I don't know. If you definitely. got Aaron Nick, Donald in the middle of a defensive yeah, line. Yeah, but they got Nick Bosa. Good. They got Armstead. They got Solomon Thomas. They got D. Ford. Mm-hmm. They got Kidlaw. I mean, it's a bad defense. It's bad. But here's what I will tell you. They went one and one against the Seattle Seahawks last they year. They were two, two of the greatest games the of the The two best season. games of the regular Unbelievable. season. Unbelievable. Yep. The Seattle Seahawks also got better. Uh, and I don't think the Seattle Seahawks have nearly the talent in a lot of areas. Certainly the defensive line would be one glaring area where they are completely overwhelmed uh, in terms of the talent comparatively. But also, so is quarterback in favor of Seattle. And now they have two go-to wide receivers. They get yet another running back in the draft, and I think that they are once again... I mean, look, what's the worst that they've ever been under Pete Carroll and and and, and uh, John Schneider? Maybe 8-8? Eight eight, eight, they never, nine and they've seven. never had an 8-8. 9-7. Okay. They've never been okay. better than 11 wins either, though. Okay, but they don't have to be. And once again, like the NFC South, what matters? The head-to-heads. And I think that, they, that, that if they win one of the two against San Francisco, which I expect that they will... It is going to be uh, an absolute sprint to the end to win that division. And by the way, I think this top to bottom is the best division in football. The Rams yes. are going to be, I think, bounce back a little bit and have a, a bit better season. And I think Arizona is the team in that division nobody wants anything to do with, yep. you know, because it's the team that you're still supposed to beat, but there's no guarantee that you do. I think every other division in football has at least one team that's a stinker. And I don't think the NFC West has that. So I'm, I'm very intrigued by this division in a lot of ways. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Hour number one in the books. Hour two straight ahead. Sean Rainey, our friend from ABC Fox Television, SWX, uh, going to join us. That is the plan. So we will get with him right after this. Boys and girls, Kurtz Polaris is open for business. You go in there. It's summertime. They got off-road vehicles. They got on. Uh, they got, they got uh, dirt bikes from uh, Beta. They got... Everything online as well at KurtzPolaris.com. You get into Kurtz Polaris right now. Everything that you need for the season, for the summer, get off the beaten path. And also, how about pontoon boats? That's right, Crest Pontoon Boats available for you there. If the key to the summer to recreating is being out by yourself, maybe with your family on the lake, on the river, up in the woods, on the mountains, Kurtz Polaris is where you go. KurtzPolaris.com online, 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. Kurtz Polaris, it's the point of summer, boys and girls. Get over there. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 